Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one. It isn't anymore. Anything Rudyard can do, Eric can do better. And everyone on Piffling knows it. But Rudyard hasn't given up yet, and Eric Chapman had better watch out. Wooden Overcoats, created by David K. Barnes. Episode 7, The Cliffhanger, by Cordelia Lynn. considering I had to sell the curtains to pay the gas bill. Mm. Oh, I don't remember the bed being this hard, either. Oh, well. When I get up... Oh! Mm, my head! Where am I? It's a coffin. It's a coffin, isn't it? Antigone! This isn't funny! How many times have I told you you have the sense of humour of a decaying sloth? Let me out! Georgie! Madeline! Someone! Drat, indeed, for today was the day, his darkest day, the one that all undertakers fear, the day they find themselves buried alive. <sighs> Typical. Oh well, I suppose it could be worse. At least there's nothing here to irritate me. No one to disappoint me. No unavoidable accidents waiting to happen. Shame that Madeline couldn't be here too, but aside from that, I think I could be quite content here. In the dark. The peace and quiet. Hello. Morning, Rudyard. <coughs> How you keeping? <laughs> Chapman! Hole in one. Enjoying yourself? Go away. Get out. This is my coffin. No, Rudyard. This is our coffin. Help! Help! Somebody, help! That's no use. We're going to be here quite a while. Someone get me out of here! Tell you what, let's play a game. Pass the time, seeing as we are here for all eternity. 
How about I spy? Do you want to go first? I'll start then. I spy with my little eye something beginning with D. Go on, Rudy, I'll give it a shot. No? Do you want a clue? Okay, here we are. The absence of light. No? Okay, we'll call this a warm-up. Darkness! Get it? I spy darkness! Because I'm locked in a coffin underground with no hope of escape! Oh, now, now, don't fret, Rudyard. Here, I've got something to cheer you up. Uh, gun? Nearly. Flowers! No! Flowers, Rudyard! And lots of them! <laughs> Yes, all right. A bit of dramatic license back there, but you see, Rudyard's nightmares had been getting more frequent of late. The poor boy was really coming unstuck, and today he woke up to find himself knee-deep in bouquets of flowers. You can only push a man so far. I'll get it. Oh, ah. Georgie, where are the vases? Ow! Now look here. What? Flower delivery? Damn it, Petunia, I didn't order any flowers. I hate flowers. What? Rate my delivery experience out of ten. Ten is high. How about one? Put that in your vase and water it. Georgie! Morning, sir. What the hell's going on? Why is my funeral parlour filled with flowers? Read the note. For Georgie, with fondest wishes. Siding with the enemy, are we? At two, Georgie. Don't be stupid, sir. He makes my skin crawl. So why is he sending you flowers? Riddle me that, Georgie. Because he won't take apathy for an answer. He thought rescuing me from drowning was a tender moment. But you elbowed him in the face. He thought all seven times were accidents. That does it. It's high time we sorted out the Chapman conundrum once and for all. You mean kill him? Next best thing. We get a rhinoceros, a really hungry one, and set it loose at his next funeral. Masterful. No. That won't work. Why not? You can nab us a rhino from somewhere. Well, yeah, I'm great at acquiring rhinos, but that's not the point. Rudyard, Georgina. Oh, hey, Antigone. I have something very important to tell you both. I'm leaving. Forever. Look, it's got to be a rhino. We've tried everything else. Well, Eric will just train it to give rides to children or something. I said I'm leaving forever. What? No, you're not. You never go anywhere. I go to the cinema. Since when? Oh, for God's sake, look. I went to the flower market and the yacht club. I got lost in the Atlantic with you. Yes, but none of it helped. Damn it, this place is a shambles. You're a shambles. I'm ashamed that I've allowed you to make use of my talents for so long. Are you listening to me? Georgie, how about this? We challenged Chapman to a no-holds-barred, winner-takes-all funeral off. We just did that. For God's sake! And we won a trunk full of raunchy bots. Oh, that man doesn't know what he's missing. Rudyard, this place has become a failure under your watch and I won't let it hold me back any longer. I'm leaving to seek my fortune in the cruel, wide world. All right? This is me. Leaving now, forever, understand? You know, I think we should reconsider this rhino idea. Oh, goodbye! Oh, what was that, Hunter? Oh, she can tell me later. Look, face it. Sabotage doesn't work. Competing with him doesn't work. You've tried everything. Except... Yes? What's the one thing Eric relies on? Uh, us failing. Yes, but also his reputation. Hmm. Destroy the reputation and we destroy the man! Brilliant! What's the plan, Georgie? I don't have one. Never mind, I do. He'll be run out of the village. 
We're very nearly a town. Yes, Your Worship. Carry on. You'll be run out of the village before you can say putting the fun in funerals. Don't you want to give yourself a little longer than a split second to come up with a no, campaign? No, no. Frankly, I don't. Now, while I'm burning all these damnable flowers, I need you to make me a life-size realistic replica dummy of Eric Chapman. Okay. I'm great at making life-size realistic replica dummies of people. Mm. I think we'll need a cat. What do you think, Madeline? Cats or a very small child? <laughs> cat it is. Oh, and we'll need the camera. Antigone, you seen the camera? Antigone! Oh, where does that woman get to when you actually want her? Blinking in the daylight, Antigone made her way across the village square of Piffling Vale, seething with the Rudyard-induced rage she knew so well, yet tinged with what could only be excitement. A taste of freedom, the wide-open vistas of the unknown, of unbounded possibility. Morning, Antigone. Chapman! How are we today? I'm leaving. Leaving? Forever. That's so. I'm off to seek my fortunes in the cruel, wide world. How does that make you feel? Me? Knowing you'll never see me again. Oh, well, I'm very encouraging of people who want to seek their fortunes in the cruel, wide world. Bring me that horizon, that's what I say. Right. By the way, is, uh, is Georgie in? Oh, keep it in your pants, Eric. She's not interested. I'm sorry. Things were prevented from going down a lurid path by the sudden appearance of local licorice merchant Agatha Doyle. Hello? <laughs> or should I have said... Hello, hello, hello. What's all this then? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm investigating a brutal murder case and it's so exhilarating. Oh, uh, what now? I see. Who's this? I'm Antigone Fun. A Rudyard sister. Oh, Antigone. Gosh, I thought you died years ago. Fancy that. I'm leaving, by the way. Oh, yes? Forever. On the runny. You could say that. Very interesting. Suspicious, one could say. Why is that? And what is it you're running from, Antigone? Unhappiness, the past, myself. Oh, well, that's all right, then. Off you pop, dear. <sighs> Farewell, Eric Chapman. Farewell. Forever. Bye. Funny weather. Suspicious, one could say. I know. It's usually so sunny here. Anyway, you said a brutal murder case? Well, you know, I couldn't take my mind off Captain Sodbury's poor slaughtered seagulls. Somebody must have done them in, I thought. So, I toddled along to see the mayor, and I said, why don't I launch a whacking great murder investigation? You know, drag oneself out of retirement, so to speak. And he got so excited. They investigate lots of murders in towns, you see. Uh-huh. Because there's been quite a few little unexplained deaths recently. Ever since you arrived, in fact. Oh, crikey. Mm, I know. Actually, as a professional in the field of death... What would your expert opinion be? Off the record, of course. Well, business has been booming, I can't deny it. Very interesting. Suspicious, you could say? Good Lord, no, Mr <laughs> Chapman. We couldn't suspect you. Why, I'd be run out of the village before... We're you... very nearly a town, Constable. Oh, yes, Mayor, awfully good. Well, good luck with your investigation, Miss Doyle. Thanks dreadfully. Oh, and stay safe. There's a killer on the loose, you know. Righto, enjoy yourself. Now... Where's Georgie? I wonder if she got my flowers. Licking the wounds of a rejected heart, but more determined than ever to escape this piffling veil of tears, Antigone made her way to the outskirts of the village ten minutes away. Losers and scalpel of 
There, she arrived at the local village bus stop, traditional haunt of the local village hoodlums. These were the three terrors of Piffling Vale. Teenage petty criminals and graffiti taggers extraordinaire and nightmarish spectres of ignorance and violence to the good citizens of Piffling Vale. Yeah, but like, if you think about it, the very meaning of art as we know it, like, changed throughout the 20th century, like, conceptually, I mean. That's just it though, innit? Concept art, yeah? Art has a purpose beyond being aesthetically or, like, technically significant, innit? Yeah, but that's why we need to lose the semantic ambiguity, because it's crap, yeah, just saying art, like it means something, you know? Like, when you should say, like, concept art or platform art or performance art. Wait, shush, shush, someone's coming. Look, busy. Oh, oh. Hello, sorry. Hello. Morning, Morning Miss Antigone. Antigone. Are you the local village hoodlums? Yeah, yeah that's, that's mm-hmm. us. Oh, I see. Mind if I join you? Sure, yeah. We move over, you stupid pricks. Miss Antigone wants to sit down. Screw on. you! Thank you. Uh, so, how are we all today? Oh, you know. Could be worse. Just hanging out. Passing the time. Talking about art. Shut up! Art! I've never even seen a painting, at least not a real one in a gallery. Yeah, but, I mean, does a gallery context make work of... Oh, Come to think of it, I've never really seen anything, ever. Just corpses. Jars of formaldehyde, more corpses. Jars of ashes. Trifo films, more corpses. Jars of cavity fluid, cocktail films. Oh, he's well good. Sure, what is wrong with you? I agree. Cocktail is overrated, in my opinion. Too fanciful. And more partial to the nouveau vague. Oh, tell on. Whilst Antigone was ingratiating herself with the terrifying youth element of Piffling Vale, Rudyard and I had found the perfect location for his master plan, conveniently deserted street. We were in luck. It was deserted. And... That's the bin in position. Yes, Madeline? You want me to go over the plan again? What for? I didn't know you were writing a book. Am I in it? Good. Well, keep it that way. Now pay attention. We prop up the dummy next to the dustbin. Like so. Then Georgie comes back with the cat. Then we'll tie the cat to the dummy's hand. We'll position the cat over the bin, which is filled with fish. Well, so the cat doesn't mind. And then, when everything's in place, I'll snap a picture and bingo! A most convincing photograph of Eric Chapman dropping a cat in a bin. Spread it far and wide. Send it to Piffling Matters. Stick it up on every street lamp and every street corner. Chapman's reputation will be an absolute tatters. Of course it's foolproof. It's so foolproof, it's actually genius-proof. What do you have to say to that? Someone's coming. That's a non-sequitur, Madeline. You're going senile. Is that you, Mr. Fun? Hey, the dummy! Afternoon, Mr. Fun. Ah! Um, uh, hello, Miss Doyle. It's... Constable now. Oh, God. I mean, uh, 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 on the beach rather than the suite today, are we? Now, don't try and confuse me with amusing wordplay. I'm on duty. What are you doing on conveniently deserted street? What are you doing on conveniently deserted street? Looking for suspicious people. Conveniently deserted streets are fertile stomping grounds for suspicious people. Well, seeing as there's now two of us on conveniently deserted street, it's evidently not deserted, which makes neither of us suspicious after all, does it? Good point. Suspiciously good, one could say. What's that smell? What smell? Why is that bin full of fish? Well, where else would they be? In the sea. Hardly. Haven't you heard of 
overfishing. The ocean's populations are in crisis. We've fished all the fish, so instead of being in the sea, they're now all in bins. Really? In fact, look, here's your evidence. This bin is full of fish. Golly, you're right. Mr. Fun, between you and me, have you ever considered becoming a detective? Oh, no. Too much talking to people, always having to ask them questions. I hate asking people questions. Never listen to the answers. In fact, My I God! Don't. What's that? What's what? That foot. That foot sticking out of that bush. What is it? It's... It's... Art? Art? Art. Yes, art. Uh, those local village hoodlums have been at it again with their street art. It's my licorice all sorts that do it, you know. A bag of those and they go absolutely spare. Well, you know, licorice all sorts is their decision. I'll remove the foot at once. No, no, no. Why not? Uh, because, because, because I'm contemplating it. Contemplating it? The art. Contemplating the art. Oh. Oh, yes. What do you think it means? Having the foggiest. Oh, well, I'm off on my rounds. Let me know if you work it out, won't you? Oh, yes. Definitely. And stay safe. There's a killer on the loose. Yep. Whatever. What did I tell you, Madeline? Foolproof. <laughs> now, help me get dummy Eric back out of this bush. <laughs> get it, dummy Eric, like he's a dummy. <laughs> As in imbecile. <laughs> what do you mean, decaying sloth? Meanwhile, in a dark and dodgy alleyway, the other phase of Rudyard's plan was facing difficulties. Hey, kitty, kitty. Hey, kitty, kitty, kitty. Ugh, I hate my job. Hey, kitty. That's right. You just stay there. Right in my laser-sharp, cat-napping, telescopic sights. Ha! Got you, you furry little... Hi, Georgie. Oh. Hey, Eric. Uh, what are you doing down here? Skipping. What? Skipping. Collecting rubbish to eat. Back alleys are good for that sort of thing. Ah, very eco. And you skipped a cat? Yeah. It's still alive. Cats are like lobsters. You have to boil them alive. Well, uh, never mind that now, Georgie. There's, there's something I've got to tell you. Can it wait? Kind of in the middle of something. Uh, please, it won't take a second. You can eat him later. <sighs> Fine. Stay right there. Yes, just like that. Uh, just, just striking my pose. I need a, a mantelpiece, really. So if you could just imagine that. Uh, okay, right. <clears throat> in vain I have struggled. It will not do. My feelings will not be repressed. You must allow me to tell you how ardently I admire and love you. Um, Eric. I came to this, uh, this uh, dark and dodgy alleyway only to see you. I have struggled between inclination and my better judgment, my sense of your inferiority, of a degrading match, my rank. What rank? Your family. What family? Details, Miss Bennett, mere details. And, and yet, despite my endeavours, the strength of my... Eric, attach- is that a Kindle? Maybe. Why are you reciting off a Kindle? Read in the magazine that this is every woman's favourite proposal. Not a fan of the marriage plot genre myself. But there are surveys. I am not a statistic. Oh, dash it all, Georgie. Let me throw this Kindle aside. I'll say it in my own words. I... I love you. The thing 
is, Eric? Wait, I'm not done with my own words yet. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height my soul can reach. Eric, I'm in a bit of a rush. No, 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 wait, I... you'll love this bit. Can reach when feeling out of sight for the ends of being and ideal grace. I love thee to the level of every day's most quiet need. Whilst Georgie endured a gruelling proposal, Antigone was finding herself in a confessional mood. And the thing is, I just don't think I've ever really been happy. Not in, you know, a broad existential sense. Uh, Ever since I can remember, even from childhood, I'd see all the happiness around me and have a sense of myself as a separated being, standing alone in the dark, looking at, but unable to reach the light that others seem to experience as their due. Happiness is an illusion. A sedative for the masses, isn't it? You're better off without it, honest, Miss Antigone. You know, it's only been over the last couple of months I've even started getting about, besides my midnight forays to the cinema. Before that, I hadn't left fun funerals since I was 18. Why is that? Do you really want to know? Pass the time. It was the end of school dance. Oh, yeah. Mm, sure. Rudyard, of course, always believed himself to be above societal niceties and, in fact, society in general which meant that I had to go into the arena without the support of the only person I might conceivably, potentially, gun-to-the-head sort of situation describe as a friend. Courage, I told myself. Courage, Antigone. I spent the evening preparing. I brushed my hair. I put some shoes on. Surely, I thought, surely someone will finally notice me, admire me for who I really am, beyond my somewhat macabre fascination with embalming action men and the lingering scent of formaldehyde that trails in my wake. Do you know what they called me at school? What? Heidi, as in Formalda Heidi. That's rubbish, that is. Still kids, innit? Lord of the Flies, am I right? Kill or be killed. Hunt or be hunted. Paint or be painted. What happened at the dance, then? I waited at the sidelines, trembling with naive anticipation. Young men and women brushed past. With each turn, my spirits rose, only to be dashed when nobody stopped to talk to me. Nobody asked me to dance. Nobody seemed to care whether I was there or not. I sat in agony until the end too ashamed to draw attention to myself by leaving. The best I could hope for was to disappear, to sink back into the furniture and not be recognised. So absolute was my achievement in this regard that come the end of the night, the caretaker tried to sweep me up with the streamers and deflating balloons. When I got home, I descended into the mortuary with only my loneliness and shame for company and stayed there for 17 years. Unwanted. Unloved. Alone. Did you know that a corpse can weep for days after death? Raw. As. Sushi. Meanwhile, back in the dark and dodgy alleyway, Eric was regretting casting aside his Kindle. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Something, something, something. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of... Ooh. April. No, June. No, April. Oh, what do you think, George? Should we toss on this one, too? All right, right. Uh, heads, April, tails, June. Here we go. June it is. Rough winds do shake the darling buds of June. Whilst on conveniently deserted street, Rudyard was awaiting Georgie and the cat with his signature calm and equanimity. Georgie! over at the bus stop, well... Yeah, but I'm just saying, can a life without recognition really be said to be purposeless? Yeah, like all the best artists were only admired after they died. Only rubbish ones get attention during their lifetime. Like Picasso. And Banksy. Well, hold on there. Is Banksy really an artist, though? 
Mm, discuss. No, it's time to move on. My life has been a closed book, and now nothing remains but to head off into the cruel wide world and, well, open it and read it and make notes in the margins and then maybe lend it to someone and be embarrassed about the notes in the margins and then never get it back and learn the lesson of not lending people books. Bring me that horizon... Or the bus, at least. Where is the bus, anyway? What bus? The bus. The local village bus that comes to the local village bus stop to carry daring travellers to their as-yet-unknown destinies. There is no bus in it. What do you mean, there is no bus in it? There's, like, never been a bus? Why not? That's the point, see? Basically, what happened, yeah, was Mayor Desmond Desmond said that every real town has a bus stop for the local hoodlums to hang out at. Pass the time. Talk about digital age alienation. You know, the usual. So, he ordered the building of the bus stop, didn't he? And here it is. And here we are. Ta-da! Ta-da. <laughs> but that's ridiculous! Not as ridiculous as having a bus on an island that's only a mile long. We don't actually really like the bus stop, but we don't want to hurt the mayor's feelings. Yeah, you can be quite touchy, you know what I mean? Oh, well, that's that then. So much for the great escape. Even my will to freedom ends in failure. Oh, what can it all mean? What, in the end, did it all mean? She'd lived quietly, sadly, passing each day elbow-deep in corpses and vats of fluid. And now... Her one attempt to discover her real potential had been thwarted at the first post. Thwarted! Entirely thwarted! Could it have been more than random chance that had brought her here? Was there, in fact, some reason for her detainment? Was she indeed being kept on the island to face her true destiny? Was she, actually, only running away from her... You know, I'm really just speculating. I've no idea what she was really... I've got it! Oh, thank God. Fun funerals. Who? Fun funerals needs me. So does Rajad now I think of it. I mean, didn't he cry for a whole week from birth when, despite being twins, my own worldly entrance was delayed due to my in utero depression? I don't know, we never met him. Didn't he stop wailing at the very moment of my arrival? Are these questions rhetorical? And damn it, am I not the single most talented mortician and embalmer in a one mile radius? Here, Chapman's good. Shut it! Without my expertise and skill, my artistry. Bloody hell, I make embalming fluid that smells of cinnamon, for God's sake. Nice. Without all that, fun funerals would descend into total ignominy and bankruptcy. And thanks to Eric Chapman, we're facing the greatest crisis in our history. Damn his incredibly blue eyes. Do you fancy him or something? Stop talking. Our family have been funeral directors in Piffling Vale since the 15th century, and we won't go down without a fight. That's the spirit. Probably. I'm going to return to Piffling Vale, force my brother to take me on as a partner and become the greatest mortician this cruel, wide world has ever seen. You go, girl. <coughs> Woman. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Thank you, local village hoodlums. Should you ever need anything embalmed, I am at your disposal. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. We found that dead rhino in the wheelie bin. Bye, Miss Antigone. See you next time. And whilst Antigone retraced her steps with newly found passion and pride... Georgie's thoughts were swiftly turning to mindless violence. In conclusion, it only remains for me to tell you that my love is like a red, red robin that goes bob, bob, bobbing along. No, hang on. Eric. Oh, yes. Hello. How am I doing? Yeah, yeah, great. I am literally swept off my feet. Oh, amazing. Ah, great stuff. So, uh, you fancy it? Going down the aisle and that sort of thing? Here's an idea. Do you see that darkest and dodgiest corner of this dark and dodgy alleyway? Oh, probably never seen the light of day. No chance of anyone passing it in an opportune moment. Yeah, that one. How about you just step over there into the shadows and wait for me? 
and I'll give you your answer. Really? Your final answer, Eric. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm all of a flutter. How do I look? You look perfect. Righto. See you in a mo. Enjoy yourself. No, Eric. You enjoy yourself. <laughs> of course, I'd only picked this all up much later. I'd spent my afternoon bored to tears in Rudyard's top pocket whilst he did bugger all. Now, however, he was changing tack. The fact is, Madeline, if you want something done, you've got to do it yourself. I've always said so. We've been here for hours. It's a miracle conveniently deserted street has managed to live up to its name for so long. Well, thank God the farmer's market got cancelled. I mean, really, how hard can it be for one girl to find a cat? As Rudyard posed this very question, a cat, drawn by the scent of fish, made its approach, sensed me tucked away in Rudyard's breast pocket and made a dramatic bid for supper by leaping at Rudyard's head and trying to claw me out. <coughs> Rudyard fought valiantly, the cat demonically, whilst I, um, scampered up and down his trouser legs. <coughs> Mr. Fun! Mr. Fun! I understand the art. Oh, Just popped into my head. You see, this is very clever. The bush represents the digital age's tangled oversaturation of... Did you just throw a cat into the rubbish bin? Um... Roger did what? Uh... He just threw a cat into a bin. Oi! Everyone! Roger threw a cat into a bin! Shocking! Disgusting. Animal cruelty. Now, now look here. If you just give me the chance to explain, we can settle this very reasonably. Let's run out of the village! Yeah! Ah. Madeline, when I say run, run. Run! Whilst Rudyard bolted from the spontaneous swarm of vigilantes, Antigone arrived back in the square. Now, listen up, Piffling Vale. I'm back, and I'm going to embalm the hell out of you. Wait, Georgie? Oh, Antigone. Kind of impressed you could see me down this dark and dodgy alleyway. My eyes have adapted to darkness over the years. Still getting used to the sun, mind you, but onwards and upwards. Where's Rudyard? Don't know. What are you doing with that cat? Working. Explain. Well, it's a long story, but basically... Rudyard threw a cat in a bin and an angry mob has run him out of Piffling Vale. Oh, hey, Mr. Man. He's done what? Our first angry mob since the 15th century, isn't it, Marjorie? That's right, sir. Everyone in the village. We're very nearly a town. My brother's being pursued by a furious mob. <laughs> They've got flaming torches and everything. Cool. <laughs> no, not cool, Georgie. Not cool at all. I think they're heading for the Piffling Cliff, sir. <gasps> we might just be able to catch them up. Oh, yes. Wonderful fun. See you later, ladies. Jesus wept. I'm gone for one afternoon. Can't that man stay out of trouble? No. Stop gabbling, Georgie. We've got to rescue fun funerals from the worst PR disaster in its 600-year history. Now throw that cat away and let's go. <sighs> Fine. Rudyard was running for his life, hoping to find somewhere to hide both himself and the life-size realistic replica dummy of Eric Chapman. Fortune, however, was not smiling on him, and on the way, he tripped over some cans of vivid red paint. 
tore his way through some brambles and inexplicably grabbed a discarded hatchet. Oh, it can't be this long around. It's not safe. Until, ragged, splattered with red paint and wielding a deadly weapon, he took a brief pause to expend his rage on the dummy Eric Chapman. He's got a charming everyman quality, but really. Rudyard raced away with the dummy, the mob hot on his tracks. And then finally, he arrived at the Piffling Cliffs and began to climb its slopes in the worst thunderstorm Piffling had seen since the 15th century. Lost this ring. Keep looking, everyone. A top of mint imperials to whoever catches him. Oh, Miss Doyle, there you are. Afternoon, Your Worship. Don't worry, we'll catch that callous little quizzling. If only we could see properly. Ah, Marjorie has gone to the lighthouse. She'll get old Captain Sodbury to shine a light on us to help us. What a capital idea. Yes. Ah, there it is. With that beam, we'll soon pick him out. Mr. Mayor, Your Worship. Marjorie, top work for laying on the search. But, but, sir, it's the lighthouse. Captain Sobri, what about him? He's it? dead! Murdered! Harpooned through the hat! Good Lord! You were right, Miss Doyle. There is a killer on the island. And I think I know who it is. Meanwhile, Rudyard made his determined way to the edge of the cliff and hurled the dummy into the broiling ocean, destroying all evidence of his former plot. <laughs> I think we're in the clear, Madeline. Hey, Roger just threw Eric off a cliff. Murdered him. Unbelievable. Oh, Alright, Madeline, don't panic. If we stay very still, they might not see us. Roger Hodge Fun! Oh, hello! Roger Hodge Fun! I am arresting you for the murder of your eminently popular rival, Eric Chapman, director of Chapman's Funeral Parlor. We put the fun in funerals! Damn that slogan! And furthermore, I also believe you to be the very serial killer that I've been searching for. And what? Rudyard Fun, you are the monster of Piffling Vale. Anything you say will be taken down and entirely disregarded. Take him away! No, no, you've got it wrong! I'm a... Stop that! Ow! Rudyard was dragged away by the mob to answer for somebody else's crimes. It was left to the mayor to ponder. Rudyard funny? Who'd have thought it? He always seemed such a well-adjusted fellow, didn't he? The Cliffhanger was written by Cordelia Lynn and featured Felix Trench as Rudyard, Beth Eyre as Antigone, Tom Crowley as Eric, Kira Baxendale as Georgie, Steve Hodson as the Mayor, 
Alison Skilbeck as Agatha, Ellie McAlpine as Marjorie, and Belinda Lang as Madeline, with Jason Forbes, Phil Wang and Ella Garland as the hoodlums, and additional voices from Holly Campbell, Pip Gladwin and Max Tyler. The original music was composed by James Whittle. The script was edited by David K. Barnes and the programme was recorded at the Art Space Studios by Tom Gillieran and directed and produced by Andy Goddard and John Wakefield.